Section 55 of 93 by Victor Hugo, translated by Aline Delano. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 3, Book 4, Chapter 5, Vox in Deserto. After leaving the three children to whom she had given her bread, Michel Fléchard started at random through the woods. Since no one would show her the way, she must find it without help. From time to time she paused and sat down to rest, then up and away again. She was overcome by that intense weariness which one feels first in the muscles, then in the bones, like the fatigue of a slave. And a slave indeed she was, the slave of her lost children. They must be found. Each passing moment might be fatal to them. A duty like this debars one from the right to breathe freely. Yet she was very weary. When one has reached this stage of fatigue, it becomes a question whether another step can be taken. Could she do it? She had been walking since morning without finding either a village or a house. When she first started, she had followed the right path, but soon wandered into the wrong one, and at last quite lost her way among the thick branches, where one tree looked just like another. Was she drawing near her goal? Were her sufferings almost over? She was following the way of the cross, and felt all the languor and exhaustion of the final station. Was she doomed to fall dead on the road? At one time it seemed to her impossible to take another step. The sun was low, the forest dark, the paths no longer visible in the grass, and God only knew what was to become of her. She began to call, but there was no reply. Looking around, she perceived an opening among the branches, and no sooner had she started in that direction than she found herself out of the wood. Before her lay a valley no wider than a trench, across whose stony bottom flowed a slender stream of clear water. Then she realized that she was excessively thirsty, and approaching it knelt to drink, and while thus kneeling she thought she would say her prayers. When she rose she tried to get her bearings, and crossed the brook. As far as the eye could reach on the farther side of the little valley stretched a limitless plain overgrown with a stubbly underbrush, which rose from the brook like an inclined plain, occupying the entire horizon. If the forest were a solitude, this plateau might be called a desert. In the forest there was a chance that one might encounter a human being behind any bush, but across the plateau not an object could be descried within reach of human vision. A few birds were flying across the heather, as if making an effort to escape. Then, in the presence of this utter desolation, feeling her knees give way beneath her, the poor bewildered mother cried out amid the solitude, like one suddenly gone mad. Is there no one here? She paused for an answer, and the answer came. A deep and muffled voice burst forth from the distant horizon, caught and repeated by echo upon echo. It was like a thunderbolt, but it might have been the firing of a cannon or a voice answering the mother's question and replying, Yes! Then silence reigned once more. The mother rose with renewed energy. She felt reassured by a sense of companionship. Having quenched her thirst and said her prayers, her strength returned, and she began to climb the plateau in the direction from whence the voice of distant thunder had reached her ears. Suddenly she caught sight of a lofty tower looming up against the faraway horizon. It stood alone amid this wild landscape, and a ray of the setting sun cast a crimson glow across it. It was more than a league away. Beyond it stretched the forest of Fougere, its vast expanse of verdure half-hidden by the mist. Could it have been this tower that made the noise? For it seemed to her to stand on the very spot whence came the thundering sound that had rung in her ears like a call. 
Michel Flechard had now reached the summit of the plateau, and the plain alone lay before her. End of section 55